Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 279 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm 100 today and our focus is on how should we worship God? our approach and attitude to worship. So every day we shoot for 10, 12, 13, sometimes 14 or 15 minutes of discussing the Bible chapter by chapter. And twice a week we're in the Old Testament, like today, and five days a week we are in the New Testament. By the end of the year, we will have gone through the entire New Testament and will have read quite a selection of the Old Testament as well. Our goal is to get you involved in daily Bible reading, thinking, following, understanding, listening, and intake of God's Word. Our website is Bible2021.com. You can contact us there with questions or comments or funny Bible jokes. And every single episode has its own blog post with a transcript, show notes, and that sort of thing. Again, it's Bible2021.com. Spell out the 2021. Even though it's probably the shortest chapter we're going to read solo this year, Psalm 100 is going to teach us an awful lot about worship and how we should approach worship. One caveat first. Even though we will learn a ton about worship from this passage, I note that we can also worship God in desperation, in depression, in pain, in turmoil. And we're going to see examples of that kind of worship all throughout the Psalms. This Psalm is going to tell us to approach God with thanksgiving and joy. And that's right. And maybe even ideal in the best, but we also see other examples of approaching God with different attitudes in other Psalms. So let's go through our Psalm line by line and then read it together as a whole. Verse 1. Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord, God, the creator of literally everything. He is worthy of our praise and our attention and our worship and not just tepid or formal or lukewarm praise, but exuberant shouts of praise from every single corner of the earth. Now, that reminds me of something Jesus said when he was entering into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. We read about it in Luke 19. As Jesus was going along, they were spreading their clothes on the road. Now he came near the path down the Mount of Olives, and the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all of the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. Well, friends, God is worthy of praise and he will be praised by all of his creation. Verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. So our attitude is important, especially when it comes to worship. God is worthy of our wholehearted singing and servant. And as the word reminds us in 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7, God loves a cheerful giver. And we're not supposed to give when we're reluctant or hesitant or want to keep it all for ourselves. As much as we are able... We should approach worship with an attitude of joy and thanksgiving, letting the reminder of his eternally enduring love urge us to a place of joy. Verse 3, 
acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. A part of worship is the understanding and acknowledgement of God's deity, his authority, his creation of us, and the fact that we belong to him. We are completely his. Now, this should bring us to a place of surrender and submission and bowing down to God's lordship. And submission and surrender are most certainly appropriate postures of worship. This should also remind us that we, as the sheep of God, the sheep of his pasture, are under the care of Jesus, the good shepherd, who tells us about this dynamic. In John 10, 11 through 14, Jesus said again, Truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Amen. Well, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Well, what's the most appropriate attitude of our hearts when approaching God? What's the most appropriate posture of our um, thoughts and actions and even our physical posture when approaching God? Well, I think Psalm 104, uh, 100 verse 4 tells us here, gratitude and thanksgiving is the single most appropriate way to come into the presence of God. Martin Luther calls us to an attitude of thanksgiving in his own slightly sarcastic and pointed but very accurate way here by saying, We are such weaklings and suffering martyrs, even when even one leg hurts or a small sore swells up, that we can fill heaven and earth with cries and howls, grumbling and cursing. We do not see what a tiny evil such a small thing is compared to the countless blessings that God provides. Snorers that we are, God lets us experience these minor troubles so that we may be awakened from our deep sleep and be driven by knowledge and realization to consider what would happen if the great and countless blessings present to us disappeared because God's favor turned away from us. Hmm, that's very interesting. Well, finally, verse 5. For the Lord is good, and his faithful love endures forever, his faithfulness through all generations. Why? Why worship God? Why enter into his presence with thanksgiving? Where does our joy come from and our glad service? How can we do all that? Well, the answer to all these questions and more is summed up in verse 5. Yahweh the Lord is good. His faithful love is not fleeting. It's permanent. It's eternal. It's never ceasing and never diminishing. He will be faithful through all generations of people. And thus, for these reasons, and I don't know, a few million more, he is more than worthy of every ounce of our worship. Well, let's read the psalm together in its entirety. Psalm chapter 100, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. A psalm of thanksgiving. Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. 
acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. His people, the sheep of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Amen. Well, we will close today with our Bible memory passage for the month of October. We read it every day so we can learn the verse and hide it in our hearts. So as I read, say it with me out loud. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. And aren't you glad he is love? His steadfast love endures forever. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.